2: Good afternoon my conscious co-creators welcome to another edition of the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity i am very very pleased that you are here with me today oh, we've got an amazing show in store for you with another one of my fellow ebc members who i'm very thrilled uh, is coming on the show today and um, uh, on, she's on the phone, hoping to get her in studio, but, you know, people's schedules are busy, so we got her on the phone. Um, but, of course, first we start off with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. So let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Even dwelling upon the end result, in managing all the glorious consequences and feeling the joy you anticipate in advance, Still doesn't compare to the power you wield, the dragons you slay, and the legions you command when you act as if your greatest dreams have already come true. Olay, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in The Universe, reminding us that, you know, as much as envisioning what our future is, envisioning all the beautiful things that you know we we are going to manifest in our life that nothing compares to actually acting as if they have already come true, and you see. Uh, hi, hi, Mira. How you doing? Sorry, just saying hello to my Facebook Live people. Mira, Jonathan, thank you, and William. Ah, oh, great. Thank you guys for joining us. Okay, so as I was saying, the. Uh, when we are living our life acting as if the things we're looking to manifest have already manifested, it is the most powerful way to be because this is how it works, right? There are all kinds of ways to line up our energy with what it is we wanna create in our lives. And we are creators, we are constantly creating in our lives. You guys know this, this is, this is one-on-one stuff. Um, and when we do different processes and exercises like creating our vision boards, uh, uh, meditating and using our imagination to it visualize, you know, what it's going to be like when we've got that successful business, the, that amazing career, that that beautiful partner, that 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 you know, situation, you know, that that home, to travel, whatever it is we want to create in our lives, that that when we envision it, that's good. When we really feel feel it, that's even better because then it really gets in the nervous system. Then our our body feels it and our brain starts getting rewired. But when we act as if it already has happened, then we are so fully in alignment that it is almost impossible for that to not manifest. Now, I'm not going to say completely impossible. Almost impossible. It is possible for it not to manifest because we are creators. We can change our mind at any point in time. And if it's not something that's truly in alignment with our uh, with our true desires deep inside, if we don't, if we if we haven't done the work to get past the the, the beliefs that we don't deserve it or something like that. Yeah, there's still resistance there. It still might not come to be, but the more we live it as if it's real. So so I want you guys to do this. Do this as an exercise. Think about something you really would love to manifest in your life. And just let's just start with something small. And let's not go for the huge things just yet. Because if you do the small stuff and the small stuff happens, then you have more confidence to build up for the big stuff, okay? So why don't you think about some little thing you'd like to bring into your life? I I I don't know uh um you know you, you'd like to find uh, I don't know a new outfit or or you know you you there's a, a a nice restaurant that you've never been to that maybe you're afraid of spending the money or something and and you want to go there and so maybe you can visualize a friend taking you out to lunch or dinner and they happen to take you to that one restaurant you know something small not not too great all right now now just let's visualize it and you're sitting at that restaurant having dinner with your friend you're so grateful You know, for them taking you out there and you're still like amazed that it's the exact restaurant you wanted to go to. How does that feel to you? How does that feel in your body? Wonderful. Now imagine today is the day after you went out to eat at that restaurant. How are you feeling? How are you acting? Have you celebrated the fact? Celebration is real important. Have you celebrated that fact? And like, have you told your best friend? Have you, uh, you know, like who would you tell or, or what would you do afterwards? You know, maybe you start looking at, well, what's the next restaurant you want someone to take you out at? You know, something like that. You know, start acting as if the very thing that you wanted to create in your life has already happened. And how would you act? How would you be? How would you feel? How much gratitude would you have? Please, you know, gratitude's real important. Gratitude and celebration, so, so important. Really get that in your nervous system. So let's do this little exercise. Just do it for, uh, I don't know, two, three weeks, four weeks, and then let me know, like tune back in in like two or three, you know, well, tune back in every week, but I mean in like two or three weeks when you're tuning back in in the show, like send me a little message through the Facebook Live saying, hey, Sam, I did what you did and this is what happened. You know, and, and, and just... Give it a shot. Give it a try and see what happens. I would love to hear it because this guarantee you the more you can embody the fact that what you want to create and manifest in your life as if it's already happened, it's going to come. It's going to come. May not come right away. It's definitely going to come. There were things I manifested years after I had the desire to manifest them and it just took that long because I must have had some resistance. And it wasn't until I could totally forgot about it. And by forgetting about it, I dropped all the resistance and then it came to me. All right. But this is a a super fast way to drop the resistance, embodying as if it's already true. Now, if if what you want to create is like more money in your pocket and and embodying that might feel like, oh, you're going out and spending the money. You don't want to really do that because you don't have the money yet. But what you can do is feel like what it would be like if you were carrying a couple hundred dollars cash or more, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars cash, whatever turns you on, uh, in your pocket and go window shopping and go into the stores and like you had that extra cash, what would you spend it on? And just start window shopping and looking at things. And when you see the price tag, like don't let it startle you. Don't let it like bring you, oh my God, it's that much? No, it's like, oh wow, yeah, I could buy that if I wanted to. Uh, maybe I'll get it tomorrow. Oh, I got that already. Okay, I got it yesterday, so I don't need to buy it today. And just walk around acting as if you already have that cash. You don't have to spend the money. You just have to feel what it would feel like as if you already had done the shopping spree and you're just reviewing your purchases, okay? Can you do that for me? Are you willing to play with me? Awesome. Ooh, Lee, Corinne, thank you for joining the Facebook Live. Appreciate it. Awesome. Ooh, really good quote from the universe. I really like this one. Awesome. All right, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. If there is something that you desire and it is not coming to you... Oh, I was just talking about this. It always means the same thing. You are not a vibrational match to your own desire. Abraham. Okay, we just talked about this. We've talked about this before in the past. You know, sometimes... We feel like, oh, I want something. I want it so badly. How come it's not coming? How come it's not coming? There's only one reason. Our energy is not lined up with the thing we're looking to create. And it does not matter what it is. It does not matter if it's financial. It does not matter if it's a relationship. It does not matter if it's an experience. It does not matter if it's some kind of accomplishment. You know, whatever it is. If it is not happening It is not happening because we are not truly a vibrational match. And you may say, Sam, look, I did all this work. No, I'm really sure this really is what I want. And yes, it may be what you want. But have you really checked deep inside to see that it is something that you feel you deserve to have? Is it something that you know in your bones It's good for you to have, it will truly make you happy to have it, and are you already being grateful for it? Gratitude is one of the fastest ways to line up with the things we wish to manifest in our lives. So it's all about sort of these internal processes. And believe me, I've been working on myself for years and years. And even, you know, I've mentioned to many of you that that since I started doing the shamanic work that I'm doing over the last five years, it's taken my work to a whole nother deeper level. And and it's totally surprised me. Things that I thought I had dealt with and and let go of and, and felt good about I'd learned that there were deeper and deeper and deeper levels to it. So sometimes, yeah, maybe there's some undeserving or maybe there's some story around, you know, being successful, wealthy, happy, whatever it is. Um, And maybe you've dealt with a lot of that. And maybe there's still a little bit more. Maybe there's one little piece that you haven't quite worked on that's the linchpin that will just knock everything down. Now, it's not something to get depressed about that it hasn't happened yet or that you got more work to do. It should be exciting. You should be curious about it. It, it, It's a great opportunity because if it's something that deep that you've done all this work and you still haven't gotten that little piece then that's the point where, oh my God, now it's like I find out what that one little piece is and then like the floodgates are going to open. So it's really something to, to, to be thrilled about and be curious about and, and be excited about. I understand. It sometimes gets tiring. I understand that sometimes you're just like, oh my God, I've been doing so much work on myself. Can't I just sit back, relax and enjoy myself? And the answer is yes. Yes. You can. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. Except for our own stories. Except for our own things of like, I have to wait for this to happen to be happy. The more you can be happy without waiting for anything to happen, the surer you'll get pulled along to the very things you want to create. And that's why I say it's like time to get excited. It's time to get curious. Time to get interested about... All these little things that that, that are working because it's just going to bring so much more to you. And again, you, you know, I've talked about it in the past a lot. When it comes to the law of attraction and what Abraham teaches, when you really dive deep into the teaching, you'll understand that Abraham says and all of this manifestation, all of this stuff, It's purely an excuse to raise our vibration. It's purely an excuse for us to feel better. It's not something that it's like, yes, the whole point of this is to manifest a mansion or whatever. No, the mansion is just an excuse to raise our vibration and to just feel so good that we just feel amazing to be alive. So when we can release and let go of the attachment to to, to these feelings, things physically being in front of us and just feel so wonderful and so great, then amazing things are going to happen that we could not even imagine. I I cannot tell you how many times the universe has brought me and continues to bring me amazing things into my life that are far beyond my imagination. And especially lately, I know it's because I've done the deep work To just be happy and grateful that I've really gotten to the point and there's still more for me to do and I'm okay with that but there are these moments where I'm just walking down the street and I just feel grateful to be alive and I just feel so happy to have all the things that I have in my life and and I am so blessed and I am so grateful and and I just want to remind all of you if you're living in the United States (laughs) You got a roof over your head. You got enough food in the fridge. You know, your bills are paid or mostly paid. You're doing better than 90% of the people in the world. We have amazing abundance that we can be grateful for. Amazing. Remember that contrast is an amazing way to feel gratitude. Okay, I've I've babbled on enough. Welcome, Marianne. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you for joining in. It's great to see you. Awesome. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, I'm going to introduce you my amazing, awesome, and wonderful guest. So please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. And we'll be right back after these messages.
0: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
3: listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way on talkradio.nyc.
2: Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Awakening Humanity. I just want to remind everybody uh, that if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, uh, to please just post them in the comments section of the Facebook Live video. Or if you want to join the conversation, we would love to have you. Our call-in number is 877-480-4120. And now it is my extreme pleasure to welcome operatic soprano, enlightening speaker, writer, spiritual teacher, and creator of rejuvenation retreats and workshops, Christine Powers. Christine is a world-class soprano, an inspirational leader who amplifies the amplifiers. My kind of person. She empowers those on the front lines of humanity to lead further and deeper, pulling us all forward into a transcendent world. She is the founder of the Philosopher's Camp movement, where she has built a refuge for deep healing in the Adirondack Mountains of New York State that offer rejuvenation, learning, and co-creation while in a micro-momentary community. Ooh, I like that, micro-momentary community. And I'm going this summer, I can't wait. Christine is a master energy worker and intuitive, empowering your voice through her musical events, attunements, workshops, and adventure retreats. And And she's also a fellow Evolutionary Business Council member and it is my extreme pleasure to welcome you to the show. Christine, how are you doing today?
3: Hi, Sam. I'm really wonderful. I'm grinning from ear to ear. Ah. I wish people could see it, but maybe they can hear it.
2: Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. And and I, I know you could very much relate to our quotes of the day because our quotes of the day are always so apropos for wh- whoever the guest is that day.
3: Yeah, most definitely, and I was really enjoying what you were saying.
2: I was like, go, Sam, go! go." (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. All right, so I always like to start off to try and give our audience like a little bit of context, a little bit of background. Um, So you're a bit of a professional phoenix, aren't you? You've you've really been through quite a lot in your life, and so I'm wondering if maybe you can like, you know, take us just on uh, really the Reader's Digest condensed version of sort of you know where how you got started and how you ended up being an energy healer and 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 doing stuff like starting philosopher's camp, which is an amazing concept
3: mm, well, philosopher's camp found me that's <laughs> the, the first thing to say and, yes. uh rolling back you know the curtain and rolling back time, you know I look at my life now, I just turned fifty and mm everything now is the, the nexus, right? The,
4: right.
3: the um, coming together of all the different experiences that I've had in my life, all the skill sets, um, all the superpowers if you will, right. kind of coalescing into this magical Philosopher's Camp movement. But you know, I think to go back um, what underlies everything is my relationship my i don't want to say yearning anymore because i Mm. found it right but it started as a seeking of the divine Uh. and understanding my place in the world
2: did
3: you this goes all the way back the earliest memory i have that was Mm -hmm. influential in this regard okay was in second grade so i was seven years old wow and i was born a roman catholic irish Mm. roman catholic and for which I'm forever grateful because of the, the depths of the mysticism mm. and the, the mythologies, the concept of angels and miracles. I mean, all those things are second nature. So I'm so grateful. Right. But I recall um, rebelling at the thought of how we were supposed to do First Communion.
4: Oh, wow. (laughs) So here
3: I am, I'm I'm seven years old, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. I Uh, don't want to do it this way. I think uh, it's, you know, stupid to have to walk down the aisle in a little white dress next to a boy. And, you know, like (laughs) I just, so what ended up happening is that I was able to get my first communion at home. Oh, wow. I created my own mass. I picked the music, I sang wow. the music, wow. I baked the bread with the priest who gave me First <laughs> Communion, and then after I received First Communion, I gave First Communion.
2: Wow.
3: So that's where it began. Wow, <laughs> so, that's quite a start. Know, it's, kind of, it's kind of gone through my whole life, and, and to be honest, there were many periods, years at a time, where I would go completely dormant mm. because my the way i experience life here the way i understand who i am it was so far beyond the boundaries of what i was raised with Uh that rather than break out Uh i went underground and Uh withdrew within myself which i know a lot of people do absolutely withdraw
2: absolutely
4: you know
3: how many times have you heard stories of these magnificent children who have, you know, all intuitive sight or they can do this Mm -hmm, and they can do mm -hmm. that. And then they go dormant and they forget who they are. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've had many, many people I've interviewed on my show who like at a very young age could see auras, could see spirits and angels. And then as uh, uh uh you know they found out that it was unusual, and their parents told them not to tell anyone or people made fun of them, and so they just sort of shut off that that side of themselves until years later something happened, and it, it reemerged so was there an incident or something in your life that sort of caused you to open back up?
3: there actually was ah. i yeah, I You know, through the course of being a professional Phoenix, right? Which, which to me means Mm. that, um, you know, that's the cycle of transformation. You know, every time when we're on a spiritual path, every time we recreate um, ourselves, you know, we rebirth over and over again. Yeah. Um, We rise from the ashes of who we were. Right.
2: Um, So I feel like I've had about six lifetimes in this one life. I said, I feel like I've had about six lifetimes in just this one life. (laughs)
3: And now I'm getting to the point where it's like six lifetimes in one week. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's accelerating, you know, just like anything else. I don't don't recognize myself today from yesterday. Uh, But uh, so going going back, um, one of the painful periods of my life was when my music got really warped into my self-worth. And I had always been a child prodigy. I was singing on stage also from second grade, right? Uh, And uh, acknowledged as having this amazing gift. And so uh, sadly, by the time I got to college, I had been recognized and recognized, and I never had to work for it, which uh, only became a problem when I didn't have a foundation to fall back on. And so, because I didn't have the discipline and the practice and the, you know, hundreds or thousands of hours of practice under my belt, which right. is where you go in right. a stressful situation or when you're expanding, right. I collapsed in on myself. And uh, while I was at Notre Dame, uh, right. where I was a student, uh-huh. um, I found myself kicked out of a prestigious choir for bad uh, behavior, uh, <laughs> and uh, my, unfortunately, my response was not to sing for 10 years.
2: Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah, take wow. that in.
2: <laughs>
3: because all I did was punish myself.
2: Right, right. Right,
3: right. right. So, in a very painful, full place by age 30, um, I had really... Uh, awakened to very painfully that I hadn't really consciously created my life mm. I was running a business mm-hmm. I was married to my college sweetheart who's right. a wonderful man just wasn't yeah. the man for me ah. I had two children ah. I was working seven days a week Ooh. and I didn't see a way out of it but I was desperately unhappy Right, right. Wow. so I found through a series of coincidences hmm. synchronicities fate, destiny, whatever you want to call it, I found my way to an energy healer Mm -hmm. who is also a Sufi mystic, who is also a professional opera singer.
4: Oh, wow. And
3: I took, yeah, I took myself to a weekend workshop called Soul Song. And I had just turned 30 years old. And that weekend was the first time that I sang In 10 years.
2: Oh, wow. And,
3: yeah, yeah. It really cracked my heart. And thus began the, you know, the the union individuation, if you will. Right. The reawakening of myself to myself. Right. And And the rising from the ashes. The seedlings of the courage to take a hard look at what I had unconsciously created Uh and to take responsibility for that Mm. and then to find the courage to architect a life Uh, of meaning.
2: Beautiful. Beautiful. So I want you to hold it there because we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about sort of what's happened since then and, uh, and why it's so important to... Uh, to have a philosophy that underpins what we're doing and experiencing that supports us, okay?
3: You
0: got it.
2: Awesome. So, everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we're speaking this hour with Christine Powers, and we will be right back after these messages.
0: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
2: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Um, We're talking with Christine Powers. Before I get back to Christine, I just wanted to let you all know and remind you, I talked about it last week, um, that I'm a guest expert at a wonderful... Um, series called the Sacred Success Salon, Own Your Power, Live Your Purpose, and Claim Your Prosperity. It's a free online interview series for business owners who know there's something much, much bigger and more fulfilling waiting for them out there. Uh, I'm interviewed along with 23 other amazing experts who all share tips and practical wisdom on what it takes to create success and a prosperous business that is aligned with who you are. And uh, I'm the cleanup batter, so to speak, for the series. Um, the, uh, my dear friend Anna Kowalska, who used to do a radio show on this network, uh, is, the, is the one who put this all together. There are 23 different ones. I'm the cleanup batter. I think my interview airs on June 28th. Um, but you can go and register and access all the ones that have already aired and the future ones. Um, I created a, a special link for it. It's at www.talkradio.nyc success. All lowercase. Um, so just uh, uh, go to that link. Um, I'll put it in the Facebook Live and and register, and uh, you'll get to hear. I mean, really amazing people on it, as well as me. So um, it's it was really nice to be on the other side of the microphone, as I like to say, and be interviewed instead of interviewing people. So I just wanted to mention that to everyone. Okay, Christine. Getting back to uh, being a professional Phoenix. Um, so so about twenty years ago you, you 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 had this amazing experience and and it sort of opened you back up again to your gifts, to to really shifting how you were viewing yourself and your life. I'm assuming just because I've heard these kinds of stories before that it wasn't all uh, roses and, and daffodils after that happened that uh, there were some challenges for you to face after that
3: yeah absolutely um, it took several years for me to work through uh, and with as much grace as possible and I wasn't always graceful um, but to to get out of the entanglements that I had unconsciously created. And, you know, my family fell apart. I did um, have a divorce come my way and it was traumatic. I was the first in my family uh. to be divorced. And, you know, so there was a, a lot of pressure, um, but there was a lot of um, give and take ups and downs, ins and outs. But the, the, the drive within my heart, within my soul for expression, um, kept coming up and coming up, mm. and it took me years to recognize it. Uh, and I look back now, and I'm in awe, really, mm. of of what unfolded for me. Mm. I had, uh, in fact, this same Sufi guide said that I was the most <laughs> the most courageous student they'd ever had. That uh. they they had never seen anyone who had had so much fear. And damage. Uh. And so I look back now and that's why I'm so passionate. Mm. I'm so passionate about supporting others mm. to break out, you know, break out of the cubicle, break right. out of the restraints, break out of the limiting relief right. and become aware. Right. Even though it's painful. Right become aware of what you've created right and to you know evolve to a point where you create something authentic
2: right right and it's so important what you're saying about you know being aware of what you've created because by admitting that we're the ones who create our lives that we're the ones who've created whatever kind of situation we're in we're owning our power we're saying. I'm responsible, I created this, and by doing that, we give ourselves the power to create something else, aren't we? Yeah,
3: that's that's an excellent way of putting
5: it. Yeah.
2: Right. Now, I, of course, I do want to get us moving along to Philosopher's Camp. Um, why is, when did sort of this idea of of, of having a, a philosophy, of, of having sort of this this underpinning of a belief system and how important that is, when did that first sort of come to your consciousness?
3: Mm, about four years ago.
2: Okay.
3: And the culmination is that I moved from Albany, uh-huh. uh, which is just, you know, two and a half hours north of the city, right. little, um, to the mountains. And uh-huh. again, that was kind of coming full circle to honor yet another piece of me hmm. that really longs for nature and uh, I, I at my heart I'm kind of a succulent wild woman <laughs> so, uh, a good you pagan know, at heart that was another layer that came off my second husband and I left behind uh, an affluent suburban lifestyle uh, for a rustic mountain lifestyle and during the course of that journey that layer of letting go Mm -hmm. I would come here regularly and my intuitive voice would hear specific words like sovereignty, self-reliance, cooperation. Ah. And I knew in my bones and from my education that I was hearing the buzzwords and the hallmarks of the Transcendentalists. Ah. So... Through um, visioning and creativity, and one of my superpowers is to pull people together into community, (sighs) Uh right? that micro-momentary community, Uh whether it's a workshop or a retreat or a beautiful musical concert. I really, really felt this deep desire to bring all kinds of people to this land, Mm. people like you, Sam, um, other thought leaders, um, those who are conscious, and awake, and working for the upliftment of humanity, I knew I wanted to bring them here to Mm cross-pollinate, to share ideas, to rejuvenate, Mm -hmm. and then go back to the front lines of humanity. Mm -hmm. The wildest thing is that on Inauguration Day, Mm -hmm. 2017, Mm -hmm. I was taking a private day through the mountains Mm -hmm. and ended up having with shop owners in this little tiny Adirondack town Mm -hmm. sharing my vision, and they said, oh, you want to have a philosopher's camp. And I learned on that day, of all days, that in 1858, led by Ralph Waldo Emerson and Uh William Stillman, a group of transcendentalists, Uh theologians, Uh scientists, a diplomat, came to the Adirondacks to a place where I've actually camped about six times. Oh, wow. And they spent a month cross-pollinating, mm. rejuvenating, yeah. talking about the upliftment of humanity. Yeah. And so this is the direct descendant, the direct energetic mm-hmm. uh, descendant and rebirth and resurrection of that camp.
2: Ah. And let me ask you a question. So in terms of location, is this roughly the area that that some people refer to as the burnt over district um where the, there's like this area up in uh, upper new york state and western new york state where there's been a lot of like communities and spiritual teachers and and like amazing things like i think john smith had his vision for the mormon church like up there too is that like the general area or is this further away
3: you know i don't know oh. that's that's a fascinating, you know, what comes to mind immediately is Lilydale,
4: right. You know, which is
3: Western New York. Right. The, this area specifically in this land Mm -hmm. is, um, was home to the Iroquois and the Algonquin. Okay. And what's, Fascinating about here, you know, along with with the settlers and mm-hmm. the ex, you know the, the explorers that that you know weren't really here first, but mm-hmm. you know American history likes to say right. that <laughs> um, the Iroquois there the Iroquois Confederacy their structure gave our founding fathers the general framework framework for oh, our democracy. I see, and this land in particular has been sanctified. Uh, the Adirondacks are very unusual. Yes. They're not a ridge. They're a dome of mountains. Oh. And they're very young, geologically speaking. They're only 5 million years old. Oh, wow.
4: And they're wow. actually
3: wow. growing. Uh-huh. And for me, part of the magic here is that it's the perfect balance of divine feminine, divine masculine. Because where we are is the southern Adirondacks. So the mountains are rounded on top. But there's this thrusting energy, very masculine energy from the ground. Uh, And so you have this beautiful meeting of those energies, to me, in perfect balance. mm -hmm. Um, So, and the Adirondacks are very, um, you know, they're very pristine. They are a state park, but Mm -hmm. you could fit, like, three, you know, Yellowstone and there's, like, three national parks into this area, but it's, it's well over wow. 2 million acres oh, that wow. are designated, um, as you know, this, this pristine Beautiful. protected land.
4: Beautiful.
3: So where we are, we're the third house from the end of electricity. Uh, we're really on the edge of the grid. We're really on the edge uh, of the wilderness.
2: Wow. Wow. Probably not very good cell phone signal up there either.
3: Definitely not. And I I was holding my breath
2: for today, but Uh, all is going well. Okay, good. Good, yeah. Amazing, amazing. So now, so you've held Philosopher's Camp for a couple of summers in a row now. This summer will be the third time. Um, Just briefly, because we just have a couple of minutes before we go to break, um, can you describe sort of, I don't know if you can really describe sort of what happens in the camp, but sort of what people have come away with for the people who participated for the first couple of years? Like what did they say when they left or what did they say? Like when they first got there and when they left, like how did it serve them?
3: It's a very eclectic, unique Mm. experience. Um, It's very intense and it's very nurturing at the same time. Mm. We dance between the sacred and the profane. Uh And so What happens is, you know, those people who are drawn to Philosopher's Camp are the leaders of humanity. Mm. And some of them may not even know it yet. That's the funny (laughs) thing. But you wouldn't be magnetized to it if you didn't have a mission. Uh, uh, And so I'm giving a little context so you can understand the backside. Um, Authors, uh, transformational leaders, business leaders, executives, entrepreneurs, they all show up here. And they are so tightly wound up from everyday giving, 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 yeah, yeah. that they tend to decompress in a really profound, intense mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is that everything that happens here is highly confidential, and really? when people go through that experience, there's an incredible bonding. Mm-hmm. You are with kindred spirits who yeah. know you. They see you. Yeah. They have this immediate rapport with you Uh. and there's a tremendous support for letting it all hang out Uh. letting yourself go
2: and oops i think we may have lost her oh no we jinxed the cell phone signal okay so christine hopefully you'll call back in um are you there I am here. Ah, okay, you're still there. We lost you for a second. All right, great. So you know what? Let, let's take a quick break. I am.
3: I'm, I'm
2: here. Okay, good. So, so hold on. We're going to take a quick break, our last yeah. break of the show. I can't believe it already. And when we come back, <laughs> um, let's talk about how this supports thriving in like such a crazy, chaotic, ever-changing world yeah. that we live in today, Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. So, everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Christine Powers, and we'll be right back after these messages.
0: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. talkingalternative.com
2: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. right here on talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live. And we're talking this hour with Christine Powers, founder of Philosopher's Camp. So, Christine, uh, you know, things are are so... One of the things I hear from people all the time is how much things are changing and shifting and and like like we joked before, it's like living a lifetime in one week. Uh, so much is going on. Why is this idea of philosopher's camp of 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 taking yourself out of your normal day to day life and getting away in nature and 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 coming together with other uh, amazing people? Why is that so important today, as it was back in 1850 when? Uh, 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 when, when they originally came together and did this.
3: Mm. Yeah. So as I was saying before, and we were actually interrupted because I got an emergency alert for flash flooding on my phone, which cut the sound. Uh. Um, But here we are. Um, So as I was saying, the, you let go so profoundly Mm. and you go so deep to tend to the garden of your soul that on the back end the, the transformation, the permanent there's a permanent state change of mm. expansion in mm. your being. That's the the outcome of a philosopher's camp. Right. And you can only expand, right? This is we all know energy. People who are, you know, listening to your show really know energy. I know this. Right.
4: right.
3: We can only expand in the world as much as our energy allows. Right. So Because things are so intense and chaotic, and we can't really distill from external sources what's true anymore, Mm. we must develop this Sophia, this super deep wisdom within Mm. ourselves. We must develop ourselves as philosophers to find everything that's within us that we already need to guide us to be that navigation system for our Mm. own truth for our own mission in the world. Wow. And we also bond in a profound community. Uh, the graduate philosophers meet twice a month, I mean, no matter how busy we are, which is, wow. that's a lot. But we support each other professionally with our missions, with our, our transformation, and in deep friendship. Mm. So it's it's not a luxury, Sam. It's, no. it's not a luxury to go to the woods It's a necessity. Yeah, yeah. And because nature is the perfect reflection to our state of being. Yeah, yeah. And as we tend to our inner climate and our inner wildness, we then clean ourselves up, if you will, then that's what we will reflect back to the world. Right. And the original, you know, it happened on the eve of the Civil War. Oh. It never happened again. The Transcendentalists intended to create a club. And uh, to further make it sad that it never happened again, it was disrupted by the Civil War. Uh, when William Stillman went back years later, the the actual ground had been trampled and destroyed by tourists. Uh, and I think of, yeah, you know, I think of Mount Everest a couple of weeks ago, right? Right,
4: right, yeah. So
3: how much have we advanced, (laughs) you know, in 60 years. And so the time has come again. We are in a very important time of uh, sweeping populism and uh, protectionism and, you know, a shrinking because this, this revolution that we're undergoing, this technological revolution is literally pulling our minds apart. And scientifically, you can look at that. We cannot keep up with the technology. And we don't know where the world is headed. So the perfect antidote is to come to nature, to let Mother Earth hold you, and to go to the wisdom within yourself. That's the only way to thrive.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's such an important point that, you know, these days it's really hard to know when you're receiving information from different sources what's real what's not real what's based on truth what 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 is doctored you know all these things it, it, depending it doesn't matter what you believe in it doesn't matter you vote for i mean just to have that sense of what's real is, is much more difficult than it was at least when i was growing up so what you said before really resonates with me about having to um like connect to our own inner wisdom our own innate knowledge so that we can feel within ourselves in our own bodies what's true for us uh versus what somebody else is saying is is the truth and and i know you know being a fellow energy worker like yourself i know how powerful the human body is and and how much we can tell just from checking in with our body and using our body how much we can tell what's really true for us and what's not
3: yeah exactly and the only way that's going to happen is to cut the noise Yeah. you know we have to be still and it's not a 20-minute meditation stillness no. anymore not, that's not what you and i are talking about yeah, yeah. it's the, the the going really deep and unplugging and that's that's why this is such a unique experience you you are held in a rustic luxury, but you are face to face with nature. You're not plopped in a hotel room with a beautiful piece of glass looking at the forest. You are in the forest for five days. Yeah. So there's something very magical that happens with that. And it, it, it reawakens those deep pieces of wisdom and knowingness and intuition within ourselves.
2: Yeah. 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 I, I know as a city dweller myself, I'm, I'm in the, you know, the city so much and uh, and i admit like i love going hiking i love getting out to the woods and i don't do it nearly as often as i used to 10 15 20 years ago but when i do do it i just i love being around nature and just being in the woods and uh, i've done it you know i usually just do day hikes so i'm really looking forward to coming up and 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 being up there in the adirondacks uh, uh you know for 4 or 5 days to really decompress really connect to nature and really uh, remind my body what it's like to be in such a natural state because I'm a I, I grew up in the Bronx I've, I've lived in the city my entire life uh, I am a definite candidate for, <laughs> for for being in nature um, so Christina uh, we, we still have a few minutes but I, I want to make sure um, that you have opportunity to let people know like if, they, if people want to learn about Philosopher's Camp, if they want to learn about the services and what you offer and how you work with people, where can they go? What can they check out to learn more about you?
3: Yeah, this is great. I, I have an offer for everybody today because, Ooh. you know, not, not everybody can get away for the Philosopher's Camp. Right. right. And, and actually, I have a lot of uh, students and clients in New York City. Mm. And so listening to what everyone is asking for, we've also created a shorter weekend this year, which we're really excited about. And it's called Take a Break. Ah. So if people go to rest your brain (laughs) uh, (laughs) today... You can download this guide that myself and one of our co facilitators for Philosopher's Camp, Ben Joya, we've created oh, this weekend. Oh. We've created this guide to take back your life, take back your time in as little as five minutes because a lot of people like you are in the city and you know can't unplug like this. So we get that. Um, to learn about me and my work, really go to philosopherscamp.com. Um, more and more, um, you know, everything I do is Philosopher's Camp, but there is a link to my website from there. Um, But that's the invitation. Yeah, learn about Philosopher'sCamp.com or go grab your free guide to, you know, three simple ways to take back your life right now (laughs) at RestYourBrain.today. And uh, you can learn more about me there. You can learn more about this, um, this other opportunity to unplug. Because, you know, Sam, just like you, we want people to come here for a whole bunch of different opportunities. Yeah. And so Philosopher's Camp is, is the flagship program. Um, and there's other programs now blossoming around it because so many of us really need to be in nature.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So just real quickly, Christine, before we close out, what's your vision for Philosopher's Camp for the future? Where do you see things going in the next two, three, five, ten years?
3: Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, This is very exciting to me. Next year we're going global. Uh, We're going to start doing programming. Uh, We'll always be here in the summer. This is the home base. Uh, But we're going to expand programming to other places where the land holds sacred knowledge. uh, So we're looking at Peru and uh, Mexico and Ireland. Uh, and we're, I'm also looking long-term to develop, a, a, a. it's not an elegant name, but a junior camp, if you will, uh-huh. for college students. Oh, and uh, then wonderful. to set up a mentoring system. And eventually, we'll have uh, every other year a global summit. And we have our Philosophers Council. We have our founding philosophers. Uh-huh. We have seven on our faculty now and oh, looking wow. to expand that. For anyone who is a thought leader or a teacher mm. who comes through and loves the model, mm. there's the invitation for them to take it out in the world. So it really wants to grow. Wow! Really wants to grow, and it, it makes a case for nature.
2: Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, that's so wonderful, and it's so important. We really need getting some thumbs up on that. Uh, it's so important to like, you know, give people this experience so they understand the importance of nature and the importance of protecting. Natural environment and not fracking, and not polluting the soil, and not always digging up what, what's in the ground, but just using it as a as a respite, as a reserve, as a as a place to recharge and rejuvenate. Because they've done studies, spending time in the wild, it, it in the in the wilderness, it it totally uh, uh, supports good health and 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 supports a uh, longevity. So, Christine, thank you so much for taking the time out to come on our show today. I'm so grateful, uh, knowing your busy schedule, and I'm really looking forward to coming up uh, this August to the Philosopher's Camp. So, uh, remember, everybody, check out philosopherscamp.com, and uh, and uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing all my fellow or many of my fellow EBC members this weekend out in Vancouver. Uh, at the Certified Master Trainer Program Weekend, the Impact Weekend with Satyan Raja, who I've never met and I'm really looking forward. Everyone says he's amazing. Um, So Christine, thank you so much.
3: My pleasure, Sam. I'm really glad to
2: be with you. Wonderful. And thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in every week, for being here. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this interview, you got something out of it, please share it. Uh, Let your friends know about it. Don't keep us a secret. I really appreciate you all. Thank you so much. We will talk to you next week.
3: Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on
1: talkradio.nyc.
6: I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com.
5: Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at Talking Alternative. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc.
0: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network.